are grateful for another opportunity to, to fellowship together around your word. We ask in the name of Jesus that by your spirit, you will speak to your, our hearts, enlighten us once again. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the spirit of your word. We receive it. We catch the spirit of your word, not just the letter. In the name of Jesus. As we are learning about the things of the spirit, Father, may it increase. May the manifestations of the spirit increase in our midst as a church in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For we flow with the spirit all the more. We flow with the spirit better, more, more excellent in our delivery and in our ministry. Thank you, Father, for the abilities of the spirit that are waking on the inside of us, even through your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Let's grab our Bibles and open to First Corinthians chapter 12, where we have been looking at First Corinthians chapter 12. We are going to be crisscrossing between First Corinthians 12 and First Corinthians 14 in, in our study that we have doing okay and um, they say re repetition is the is the is it the mother of learning now something you know so i'm going to be repeating some certain things laying emphasis on some other things okay uh, it's not about how much we are able to gather per time but it's about how much you are able to, to internalize our time. Amen. Now, in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, writing to the Corinthian church, he said, now concerning spiritual gifts, gifts italicized, concerning spirituals or the things of the spirit, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You have explained to us what the term ignorance means in that context, it couldn't be that they were not, uh, they didn't even know anything at all. No, because in chapter one, first Corinthians, from verse four downwards, Paul has said that he thanked God that they were filled with all knowledge, you know, concerning the things of the spirit that they were enriched in knowledge and all options, and that they lacked behind in no gifts. Okay, so that's 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 what he said. He said they were rich, they lacked behind nothing, you know, and they came behind in no gifts, waiting for the coming of the Lord, you know, that they were enriched. So, which means that these people they practiced these things. This that was you to see the manifestation of the things of the spirit amongst them because it was writing to believers you know 
And we said that what makes you spiritual primarily is that you have the spirit in you. So every believer, every child of God is spiritual because he has the spirit of God in him. Okay? So, but why will he now say that he doesn't have, he doesn't want them to be ignorant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look at it again. Let's go down to the 30th verse. The 31st verse. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant. And in his conclusion in verse 31, he says, convert earnestly the best gifts. Okay, so to not to be not to be ignorant will mean to do what? Convert earnestly. Tell me right. Hear me well. Not to be ignorant. We have said to be ignorant will mean to ignore. Not because of knowledge, not because you don't know, but because you choose to just ignore it for whatever reason. In other words, you are not excelling. Because in verse 31, it says, Yet show I unto you a more excellent way, a way to excel. So to convert earnestly the best gifts will be to excel in it. Is to excel in it. Because the word, remember that word K-I, Kai, is the word there, when it said convert earnestly with the best gifts, and the word and there, right, is the word K-A-I, which is which means is trying to explain what he means by converting earnestly the best gifts. He means that I want to show you an excellent way. In other words, you've got to excel. I want you to excel in it. Converting is Excelling in the spirituals. What does Paul want from the believer? He wants the believer, verse 31, to do what? To convert earnestly. Which means that for him to tell them to convert earnestly, it means uh, that was a problem. It wasn't that they did not have the abilities Praise God. There are differences uh, of uh, administrations. Right? Uh, but the same spirit. So we all have the same spirit. But the, uh, and the abilities are the same. First Corinthians, the first Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 1. Of verse... Uh, For now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. What does he mean by diversities of gifts? That is, there are different charismas, right? Different uh, 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 differences in, in the manifestation of the abilities. But it's the same spirit. 
But it now says that, hey, the challenge now is that many believers here are not converting earnestly. What does it mean to convert earnestly? Let's go back to verse 31. The word there means to burn with zeal. To burn with zeal. To desire <laughs> to desire earnest to be zealous in the of of uh amen which means that you you and i cannot flow Right, in the things of the spirit, if we do not, if we are not zealous of them, if we are not zealous to flow in them, hallelujah, there has got to be a zealousness. You've got to be zealous about it. What does it mean to be zealous? It means uh, you you have a hunger you have a hunger you, you have a strong desire to flow in the things of the spirit hallelujah i'm sure every one of us here we are we are we currently have some things that we are strongly desiring we have some things uh, that we strongly desired before and eventually we saw them come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. That same zeal to, is to, he wants us to convert earnestly. He wants us to, 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 to burn with zeal. Look at First Corinthians chapter 14. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. Wherefore, brethren, so who are those that will flow in the things of the Spirit? It is brethren. Which brethren? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it tells us who's the, who these brethren are. Amen. It said, Paul and Apostle, verse 1. Of Jesus Christ by the will of God and sustains our brother unto the church which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called saints. Did you see that? So, who are those? He's referring to as brethren here. He's referring strictly to saints. He says to all on uh, and all called to be saved with called saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord both ours and theirs. That includes you and I. So it's not only to the Corinthian church alone, but it's referring to everyone who is a member of the body of Christ. They are the ones that is referring to as brethren. Hallelujah. So in chapter 14, when he says, brethren, I want you to convert. That's that same word again we found in 1 Corinthians 12, 
Okay, verse 31. It's also is the same word to bond with zeal. I want you to bond with zeal, to desire to be red hot. Hallelujah. So which means that when you are around saints, I mean you there is a desire in you to want to prophesy. Is that not interesting that it is actually the desire of the of the believer that fans the flame of the things of the spirit? So that means that the things of the spirit, uh, they are not exactly fully dependent on God. The things of the spirit flowing with the spirit, flowing in the spirit, uh, is not a uh, hundred percent dependent on God. If it was hundred percent dependent on Him, why will He give us the gifts? Why will he, will he give us the endowments? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the believer has the ability. Take note. We don't have an ability problem. Let me say that again. No believer has an ability problem. I explained to us from Acts chapter 8 last week. You know, no believer has an ability to flow in the spirit problem. We don't. Amen. The believer has, what is the challenge? The challenge here is coveting or desiring. Earnestly desiring. And you know, you can increase in your desire. You can reduce or decrease in your desire. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You know, it, 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 you can increase in your desire. And you can decrease in your desire. What he's saying here, hey guys, earnestly desire to flow with the Spirit. Earnestly desire. Let me ask you a question. Really ask yourself, am I really, do I really have a desire? Am I, is it red hot? Am I earnestly zealous? Am I looking forward to? Am I looking forward to prophesy, to flow in the things of the Spirit? Hallelujah. Chapter 14, verse 1. Look at it again. Follow after love. We'll come back to that. And desire. That's that same word again. Desire spirituals. Especially that you may prophesy. Praise God. What is the believer meant to earnestly desire? Amen. Is that he will flow in the things of the spirit or earnestly desire to prophesy. 
what is the purpose of prophesying? Is it for the prophesying sake? No, it is so that, uh, verse 3, so that it can uh, edify. Praise God. So when it says earnestly desire, don't earnestly convert, be red hot, it means you've got to stay conscious. The believer is being called to stay conscious of the things of the spirit. Live in the consciousness of the things of the spirit. Earnestly desire the best gifts. Means live in the consciousness of the things of the spirit. Live in the consciousness or live with the consciousness of the fact that you are, you are supernatural. We are the ones that determine how much the supernatural flows. Amen. Isn't that awesome? You and I are the ones, you know, some years ago I was listening to um, Andrew Warmer. And about, he was sharing about the manifestations of the spirit and the gifts of the, walking, walking in the spirit and, you know, flowing in, in the gifts of the spirit. And he, he said something that, that's really got me thinking, you know, that really that the gifts of the spirit is not about, uh, is not dependent on God. That was dependent on, on man. Praise God. Because he said it, did, it didn't make sense. to say that, okay, it is as the Spirit of God wills. Oh. So which means that the Spirit of God can choose to heal, to, to manifest some people and choose not to manifest. Why? That would be being partial. Rather, it is man that is the limiting factor. He said, I will, I wish that all of you will prophesy. So if he wishes that all of us can prophesy, then it means that if to, by extension, that all of us can flow in all the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. But it's about the desire. Praise God. And I was watching, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, Pastor Kojus Church, they just finished Wolfbeck, or Wolfbeck now, you know. So I was listening to one of the mess, one of the uh, ministers, you know, and he said something that uh, I had learned from, uh, uh, what's his name now? I'd learned it from Andrew Warmer. But he came on strong again when he said, he said that, um, he, the Lord led him to go and study uh, uh, Maria Woodward Ether, one of the you know healing evangelists in 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 the, in the early nineties. Yeah, sorry, in the in the early nineteen hundreds. You know, and he said he read he read and studied everything about the woman. And that he began to notice that some of the manifestations that the woman had 
in her meetings and her ministry, he began to flow in them. You know, he began to flow in them. He said, oh, he studied everything. God told him that she studied everything about Hagen, read everything and listen to everything that Hagen has ever done and all that that was available. And he said he did that. And that he also began to see the manifestation of some of the graces that uh, uh, that Brother Hagen carried. You know, you don't just do that flippantly. I mean, to go and read all the books of Bernard Hagen, you know how many books he's written. You know how many messages he has read yeah, that, that is on the internet. That means he must have spent hours and days and weeks. And those things began to flow. How come? How, was it that? Now, was it that it was God that was shutting up those things? No. Hallelujah. His learning from those people stirred up a hunger, stirred up a zeal. I remember last year listening to uh, 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 Pastor W.F. Kumuyi when he shared about, you know, some secrets about ministry. He said he began to do, when, when, uh, when he started to do crusades and things like that in the 80s, said when he was going to start, said he got um, Maurice Cerullo's book and messages. And he, he read and he listened to a particular message over and over and over and over and over. He listened over and over towards the, the crusade. He, that, that was, he, was just, he just kept on listening to. Okay? And by the day, by the time the crusade, he had the crusade at stadium. I'm not sure maybe that was even the crusade I went for. I remember I went for a crusade, you know, in at the National Stadium. I think that was my first time I going to the National Stadium. 1980, that should be 1985 or 1986. You know, and uh, he he saw the manifestation of the power of God. You know, all kinds of Miracles, you know, in that that took place in those meetings. So he said that was how his miracle ministry began. So the question is, hey, if what led him to that, it was that zeal. It was that zeal. He said, convert. He said, follow after love and desire spiritual. We desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So where there is no desire or small desire, no desire means you, you will flow. Small desire means you will flow small. Big desire, big zeal. I say, well, is it, a, is it a, how much of a big deal is it? It is. It is a, an equipping of the Holy Ghost. God has equipped us with this. So why will we not take advantage of it? Praise God. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Go back there. Let's go to the last verse. He said, second to the last. He said, wherefore, covet, wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy. 
and don't forbid to speak with tongues. Convert it. Chapter 12. Chapter 12. Verse 31. Let's go to verse 31. Convert earnestly the best gifts. What does he mean by us converting? What does he mean by us converting the best gifts? Does it mean that there are some gifts that are better than themselves? No. That's not what he's talking about. Praise God. Let's look at it. The word best, right? The word best, can you, I hope you can still hear me. Praise God. The word best is the word that means is the is is the word in Greek that means uh, something that is more advantageous, something that will serve or serve an advantage, or something that will give you advantage. Remember, let me say this: that when you are flowing in the things of the spirit, the motivation I have shared with us before, the motivation should be what? Should be the love of God. What does the love of God do? What is the benefit? What is the place of the love of God here? First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. Follow or pursue love and desire spiritual. It means that the love of God is the platform upon which you should manifest this. What does the love of God do? Galatians chapter 5. We are coming back to, to, to explain it. I'm trying to explain what the best gift means. Okay. What does love do? Galatians chapter 5, verse 3. It says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only don't use your liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to, to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. So your liberty as an liberty for an occasion to the flesh means uh, you are making use of liberty to serve your personal purpose, to for personal aggrandizement. For selfish, you are just thinking about yourself alone. But he says, no, in your liberty, in your love, use your love work to serve one another. So in other words, uh, what does love do? Love serves. Who does love serve? One says, well, I am serving God with my love. But look at it here. How do you serve God? By serving one another. By serving one another. By serving one another. So when you serve, right, you must serve with the motive of love. Now back to back to second first Corinthians and chapter 12. 
1 Corinthians 12. We are looking at what it means uh, to, 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 to serve. Praise God. What, what the best gift is. He said, but covet earnestly. In other words, desire zealously. The best gift, meaning uh, the gifts uh, that will enable you to serve God, one another, serve God's people that will put them in a position of advantage. Are you following me? That will put them in a position of advantage that will be advantageous to them. Hallelujah. That will be advantageous to them, that will improve them, that will make things better for them, that will put them in a better stead. Remember the Bible, Paul tells us, look at uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Let your speech be always with grace. Let your speech be always with grace. Seasoned with salt, speaking in metaphor, seasoned with salt. That you may know how to how you ought to answer every man. Let your speech always be always with grace. That you may know or seasoned with salt. What does salt do? Salt makes brings it makes things sweet. Salt leaves things better. Salt is a preserver. Salt is a sweetener. In other words, uh, let your speech, uh, your speech should not leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Hallelujah. You are not the police of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. What is our speech? What should our speech do? Let it always be with grace. It's the same thing as let it edify. So, when the Bible says uh, that you convert earnestly the best gifts, it's saying that convert, uh, let your zeal be to make, to bring advantage to people. When you serve them, it should make them better. So, in other words, hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 14. It means that in First Corinthians 14, when it says, Desire that you should what? Prophesy. Look at the next verse. Because he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. So which means that if you restrict yourself as a believer to just tongues, yes, you are doing something good, but you are not edifying others. It means you are not edifying others. Yes, you are speaking to God, but you are not edifying others. It means that he wants you to go, he wants your tongue to go beyond edifying yourself. Seek that you may do what? Prophesy. Earnestly convert. Be zealous to go beyond just speaking in other tongues. 
Hallelujah. It means there is more. And you and I should do what? To, we are meant to pursue more. We should desire more. What is the more? He, verse, verse 3, he that prophesies speaks unto men edification, exhortation, comfort. So the goal of the gifts of the Spirit is this. Love will want you to edify people. In other words, he said that you should see to it that somebody is edified. People are edified around you. What does it mean to prophesy? It means to speak under inspiration. You don't have to have say, say don't, don't, it doesn't have to be just says the Lord. But you are inspired to speak to people. Every one of us can do it. Hallelujah. And what will be your motive? Love. He's saying that you should, when you edify people, what are you doing? You are serving them. Oh, says, oh, I want to serve the Lord Jesus. You are serving the Lord Jesus by serving his people. Take note. What is the goal? You don't, don't focus on the gifts. You see? When you focus on the gifts, you will become too self-conscious. Focus on loving by serving. Hallelujah. That means, look at, look at what he said in uh, verse First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm, doctrine, tongue, revelation, interpretation. Let all things be done unto what? Edifying. In other words, uh, my, my desire is I want to edify God's people. Amen. Nobody should come around me without receiving edification. You know, I've shared with us the story uh, several, several times about Apostle Humphrey Hosseini. When he used to be in Nigeria, I used to visit him once a while. Then he was living in first Festac and all that. Uh, so I used to visit him once a while. And every time, every I mean every time, I visited Apostle Humphrey. After exchanging pleasantries, hello, how are you? How are things? Blah, 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 blah. Give it five, ten minutes. The man is already is either asking you the question, what is the Lord sharing? What is the Lord telling you? You know, or he's sharing with you some things that the Lord has he has just learned from the scriptures, you know, and he begins to speak, he begins to speak. He can start talking for the next 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You know, I just love to hear him. You know, you you why well, you wouldn't be you couldn't be around him and leave him. Uh, Without being edified, without being, without wanting to, without desiring for more of God, 
without desiring to walk more in faith, without desiring to walk more in the things of the spirit, without desiring the spirituals. He will challenge you. He will encourage you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he will just be talking, just be talking, just be talking. <laughs> you know, very interesting man. Amen. That's what the Bible says we should do. So people should not come around you and then they live dry. They live empty. They live unedified. First Corinthians chapter 16. I shared this with us at the prayer meeting. First Corinthians 16, verse 15. Look at these people. Verse 14. Let all your things be done with love. King James says, charity. Let all your things be done with love. Awesome. Let all your things, in other words, everything you do should be done uh, 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 lovingly. Now, I urge you, brothers, for you know that the members, I'm reading another translation, you, are, you know that the verse 15, the members of the family of Stephanas were the first converts in Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to serving the saints. They devoted themselves to serving the saints. In, meanwhile, I mean, these guys were also in Corinth. Amen. Achaia was a suburb of, you know, of Corinth. He said they are in Achaia, but these guys, they have, instead of uh, 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 working in, con in contentions uh, and all those things, and strife uh, that the Corinthian church was being corrected for, he said, look at these guys. I want to know them. Praise God. I want to take note of them that they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. They have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. He said, the King James says, they have addicted themselves. Which, how, did it, how did it come about? It came about by them converting earnestly to serve by love. Remember, verse 14, he says, uh, serve one another or let's do everything uh, Everything, let all your things be done with love. So these guys were all, these were a, an example of folks uh, that were so much uh, working in love, uh, so much so they converted uh, and addicted themselves uh, to the service or the ministry of the saints. When you flow in the things of the spirit, what are you doing? You, are, you ought to be doing it with the motive of serving the saints. Verse 16, that you submit yourselves to such. That you submit yourselves to such. Praise God. Submit yourself to people like this. These are the people you should submit yourself to. These are the people you should watch. These are the people you should study. 
who are the people that are, are you studying anyone around you right now as a believer? Are you studying anyone to, to increase your operations and the things of the Spirit? Hallelujah. It's not just about your personal business alone. It's not just about your career alone. Who are you looking up to? Who are you studying? Who are you who who are you engaged in? What are you reading? What are you studying? What do, how are you finding the flame? What you do not expose yourself to, you cannot have a hunger for. Hunger is a result of recognition. I was sharing this in the church, you know, uh, uh, yesterday in Ibadan. Hunger is a function of recognition. Praise God. If I, uh, oh, why do I keep forgetting this name of this? Uh, <laughs> if I if I say aloko, if I say aloko, for most of you, you don't know what aloko is. You may be thinking, oh, oh, is that the name of a person? Hallelujah. But because you don't know what it is, if I say it is a food, right? You know, you you can't you 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 can't you won't desire it. Why? Because you don't know it. You don't know what aloko means. So you can't desire it. Hallelujah. But if I say aloko means dodo, fried dodo, fried plantain. Some of you that are planning to eat fried plantain tonight, you start salivating. When I start describing it in glowing terms. Some of us may just change our mind and say, that, ah, that's what I'm going to eat tonight. Aloko with uh, like the way the way they serve me in uh, Cote Cote d'Ivoire, you know, with 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 uh, uh, smoked smoked tilapia fish head head to from head to tail, full one, garnished with uh, with creams and all kinds, you know. Some of you are already salivating right now. <laughs> you know, amen. You it's because you recognize what I'm saying. That's the reason why you will have you start to develop, you know, a desire to eat it. Amen. So also, when you do not focus on the things of the spirit, you won't have hunger for them. That's why a church, you know, you can be in a church for a whole year. I'm talking about the Pentecostal church for a whole year and no, no single person, you will never hear anybody prophesy. No one. Why? Because there is no desire because they don't recognize it as something important. 
Praise God. But Paul said, when you come together, all of you should be able to flow in the things of the Spirit. That means that when you come to church, hallelujah, don't just come to be blessed. Church should not just be the place, oh, where, oh, ah, oh, Lord, I've been so battered and bruised and, and broken in the week. Let me just go to church so that, ah, my spirit can lift. Don't just come to church or to the gathering of the saints, ah, just so that your own spirit can be lifted alone. He said, when you come together, serve one another. Addict yourself to ministry. Addict yourself to serving one another. How? He said, by love, serve one another. How do you serve? By edifying one another. How? He said, rather that you should prophesy. Don't just speak with tongues. Thank God for tongues. But that is the beginning. Don't just speak with tongues. Let your tongues, let it translate into interpretation. Let it translate to inspired utterance that will bless somebody. Paul says, well, but how about in church? You know, when they don't give us, you know, uh, does that mean that every time in church that we'll be giving opportunity to prophesy? No. Hallelujah. But do you know that you can come to church, stand up, and you can give, you can have a word to give to someone inspired by God. Hallelujah. And not only when you come to church service, in your small gatherings, in your small gatherings, when you go visit, when we go visit one another, oh, how good and how pleasant it is for someone to say, wow, that thing you just shared with me, man, it just, it, it was right on point. It just met me at the point of my need. It was what I needed to hear right now. That's speaking. You, you didn't say, thus says the Lord. Well, you are inspired. You are stirred up. You are stirred yourself up on the inside. That when I'm going to visit, praise God. You know, even, you know, I, I, you know, when I was in a, oh Lord, oh Lord, some of these things, because we, we did, because we, we didn't want to look, you know, uh, 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 like SUs, we lost some things. Oh, we lost some traditions. We lost some traditions. The tradition of, oh God, oh God, oh Kalabashtabaha, we lost some traditions. And those things are, those things are not allowing us to maximize our, our, our relationships as believers. I remember those days when we would go and visit and we, we, we will engage ourselves in the world and you will not leave that person without, you will not leave where you went to visit until you pray, oh Lord, until you pray. So, oh, let us pray. It's a good tradition. 
That is addicting yourself because prayer is service. Prayer is ministry. Acts chapter 6. Acts 6. Look at Acts chapter 6. Amen. Oh, God. I'm instead of right. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> he said we would devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry. So, ministry, prayer for prayer to who? Is he praying for yourself? No. Praying for the saints. Praying to God for saints. Praying to God for others. When you pray for others, you are serving them. So we'll go visit. Before we leave the house, we say, oh, let us pray. You know? And you just bless them. In the process, something can just happen. You know? You expect, when you are praying for them, uh, pray or pray with them, you are expecting God to use you. Amen. To speak by inspiration to them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Very, very, you know, very, very, very important. Let's start practicing those things again. Let's start practicing those things again. Oh, saints, let's start practicing those things again. You don't know how much, how much God will use you to be a blessing to somebody. Praise God. Don't just don't just visit without without depositing anything. You know, Bible tells us that we should we should provoke one another to do what to love. So we should provoke one another to love. Provoke one another to love. What does love do? What does love do? Love serves. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Provoke one another. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 2. For I know the forwardness of your mind, which for which I boast of you to them in Macedonia, that Achaia. Remember, Achaia, where this guy is. Uh, Stephanas, you know, he said, was ready a year ago, and your zeal has provoked one another. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Amen. He says we should provoke ourselves to love. We should provoke one another to love, that is, to good works. Provoke one another. So when we come around ourselves, let's provoke one another to love. What does it mean to love? It means to serve. In other words, let's serve one another. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Next verse. Did you see that? Not forsaking the assembly, which means that within the assembly of the saints, uh, we should provoke one another. How? He said, as the man of some is, but exhorting one another. Did you see that? What is the purpose of prophecy? 
He said, you prophesy to edify, to exhort, to comfort. What is he saying here? He's saying me flowing like that. What, what, is, what did he say here? When we gather and assemble within with ourselves, we should flow in the spirit. We should flow in the spirit. Exhort one another. Edify, build up ourselves. Hallelujah. I'm going to visit Sister Masha'i. Oh, I'm saying, oh God, uh, Lord, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, yeah, strong desire. Oh, may I be able to may I be able to minister to her? May I be able to minister to her in the name of Jesus? Uh, oh, Father, give me a word. Uh, oh, give me a word. Uh, give me a revelation. Give me a word. Uh, give me a revelation. Give me a tongue. Uh, give me an interpretation. Give me, you know, what are you doing? You are stirring up. You are stirring up the gift on the inside of you to be able to, I'm doing that, to be able to minister to Sister Masha mm -hmm. when I see her, when I visit with her. Praise God. Look at the Bible talks about Paul. You know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible talks about Paul in the book of Acts. Look at what they did after the when they went on their a, 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 on their missionary journey. <laughs> Amen. Acts chapter 18, verse 23. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over all the country of Galatia and Phrygia in order strengthening all the disciples. Did you see that? Strengthening all the disciples. Strengthening all the disciples. What are we? We are to strengthen our disciples. Those that you are discipling, when you come and when they come around you, are you strengthening them? Praise God. Strengthening. What does it mean to strengthen here? It means to establish, to make more firm. Some of our nations use confirm. He said he confirmed the brethren. It meant he was establishing them. See, every, every time you flow in the spirit, you are establishing the brethren. Hallelujah. Oh, look at how rich that word that we received, that charge we received on Sunday to walk in love, you know, through tongues and interpretation, through the ministry of tongues and interpretation. Oh, it was such a very rich one. You know, it helped to strengthen our resolve or establish us in the love of God to walk in love. Praise God. So if, if there was anyone, you know, that was having issues with walking in love, you know, in a particular situation, I mean, you cannot be in such a meeting and hear such an inspired word from the Lord through tongues and interpretation and say, and remain the same. You will want to walk in love. It will it will strengthen your your love walk. It will strengthen your resolve to walk in love. It will just strengthen your spirit. Uh, you know your your spirit man will gain ascendance uh, over the flesh uh, that is telling you not to walk in love. Hallelujah. He said we need to exhort one another daily as we see the day approaching. Because the days are evil, the things that are surrounding us 
that we want to give us, I mean, uh, 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 motivate us to walk in the flesh, uh, motivate us uh, not to walk according to the spirit. Uh, they are so much. Uh, the Bible says that there are many voices in the world and there is none of them without uh, uh, significance. So those voices are bombarding not left, right, and center. But, so that's why daily, we said we should not forsake the assembly together, brethren. When they, we meet in the house, uh, we meet on the road. That we meet everywhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those days, you know, we say, Oh, remain rapturable. Oh, God bless you, brother. Oh, God, you know, yeah, 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 uh, uh, stay on top. Uh, you know, we say, Oh, cheer up, brethren. The word works. You know, those things, uh, when we say those things to ourselves, uh, praise God, you may think uh, it's just a cliche. No. He said, Let your word uh, be seasoned with salt. Uh, let your speech be always with grace that it may minister and you have an answer for others. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so when we do this, we are giving people advantage. Hallelujah. So, When we engage brethren, let's convert to edify. Let's convert to prophesy. Don't just stay with tongues. Go beyond tongues. The tongues will lead you into prophesying. Tongues will lead you into flowing in another gifts of the spirit. The one that will put the believer in a position of water. Uh, 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 advantage. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you because uh, in, in our church, we are going to be seeing more of the flow of the, the gifts of the Spirit amongst us. Thank you, Father God, for a fresh hunger in our hearts, uh, Lord, uh, to flow with the Spirit this year and beyond in the name of Jesus. Uh, we will be established in this truth and in all righteousness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, everyone.